Welcome to Rio Radio, episode 61, special edition BPCon Shorts. You're listening to Rio Radio, the nationally trusted name in real estate investing. We dig deep to discover investors' why in real estate. If you want to skip all the BS and get in investors' heads, you're in the right spot. Be one of the thousands to check out RioRadio.com. I hope you guys loved the last week's episode with Brandon Turner. Um, we are still like cloud nine about this, but it is now time for us to get into the meat and potatoes of what BPCon really was for us when we talk about how we worked through every single minute of that podcast. Well, not me. Actually, it was Owen Dasher and Denless because... Owen really commanded the whole entire conversation. I mean, you you really I, – I truly think you kicked butt on these things. Tirelessly working for you, my dear listeners, to get that content you've been hoping and waiting for from BPCon. I love how you grasped your fist like with that. excitement. Just, yes, with that. thousand points of light. I had to tap out. I, I was <laughs> I was all talked out at that point. But, no, I'm pumped about these, man. This is uh, – I think what everybody is missing out on the most when they go to these, you'll get a, you'll get some sound bites of the convert types of conversations that we were having literally a hundred times there. And, uh, I, th- I, we hope you're going to really enjoy these as much as, as we did. We've got upcoming episodes that are going to be a, a collection, a collaboration of all of the shorts that we put together in these little interviews that we did with some notable people from bigger pockets and, uh, that attended the the conference for the first time. Yeah, so we you got a mix of newbies and and just some pow- power players, book authors, and yeah. yeah, I mean everything from the from the first deal all the way to the billion dollar deals. Is that right? Oh, it, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a, a mix of everything in there. So I think you're going to get something out of this, and it's you can get kind of a, a feel for next year's conference. And make sure you sign up early. As we've learned, there have been. Hundreds of people that wanted to attend and they were too late. I saw tickets actually went on sale uh, already. already? Uh, really? That. They're they're discounted one hundred and fifty dollars if you pre buy. Uh, I think they're eight hundred dollars right now, and it, the next event's going to be in Orlando. Awesome. I think it's time that we get into these shorts. So um, if you're loving what you hear, uh, please give us a five-star review and a written review, and we really do appreciate that. It helps grow this podcast more than you can imagine. Alex Camacho, the man. I've heard a lot of good things about oh, you. Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So you, uh, Megan Ahern, introduced us, and you hail from multiple places. Uh, where's uh, where is most mostly home for you? So you said Los Angeles. Yeah. So I grew up in Southern California, Los Angeles, and then um, I moved to Hawaii two years ago during COVID, mm-hmm. and kind of grew my company, my brand, and everything I'm working on kind of remotely. But I fly back and forth, um, awesome. travel back and forth. Yeah. Is that a? How do you get your mail? Um, I actually have my mail scanned and sent to me to my VAs That's and things smart. like that. Yeah. Gosh, what a yeah. hack. Okay. So, what is your business? Tell us about what you do. What's your jam? I know you're involved in multiple different things and making yeah. stuff happen. Yeah. So we um, fix and flip uh, single family houses in Southern California. We do uh, about 25 deals a year. Okay. And um, with that uh, profits and what we do, we do keep. Some of them, like we yep. burr and we'll we'll keep the ones that we want to that are more of a long term. We feel like that could be a good neighborhood. Uh, but then um, we invest in other types of properties, such as like in Hawaii. So we have three properties in Hawaii, and those are all you know, long term holds. Okay. And then we uh, recently bought our first multifamily in 
Phoenix, Central Phoenix. So we bought an 18 unit. Oh, so, cool. yeah, so we're starting to now um, look into those bigger deals as well. Yeah. How do you go about finding uh, the right people to work with when you're working in a market that you're not familiar with? Like, let, let's say Phoenix. Or is that somewhere you've lived before? Did you have boots on the ground or how did that look? Great question. Um, so uh, I'm part of a couple different masterminds and, you know, networks of people. And so um, when I went out to look at other markets aside from Southern California and aside from Hawaii, for more of like multifamily long-term assets. Um, I look into my network and social media. I also look into my network within, you know, these masterminds and who was in these markets. And I actually visited uh, Arizona, Texas, and Florida um, initially before the, we decided on Arizona. Um, and I basically spent about a week in each city uh, and just toured it with investors. Got to uh, understand those markets and how that might fit into our long-term investing strategy. And I just, I felt that um, uh, uh, Phoenix and Arizona just r rose to the top because since, uh, you know, there's a lot of direct flights, um, I have a huge network there um, and I just, you know, liked the city itself and I, I like what I saw and then we decided on going with that. But just leaning a lot on the networking, on the social media, on being part of other mastermind groups and then kind of uh, asking for the help. You, I mean, I've learned that from people way, way, way more successful than me that you got to be able to ask for help. And, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people just want to do things on their own. Yeah. Now, one thing that's unique about you that I noticed is you have a, you know, pretty decent following on Instagram and uh, social media in general. And you have, uh, am I right in understanding you have a TV uh, broadcast that well, happens? Well, my Instagram handle is Alex Camacho TV. Okay. It used to actually be real estate deal maker. But then, like, I got a coach and he was just saying, like, you really want to have, if you can, uh, cross all of your brand, like your name. Okay. So if someone Googles your name, then they, it'll come up. And so I just you know, uh, use Alex Camacho TV as kind of our main acronym. My life is a little bit of a TV show. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm in, I have a penthouse in Mexico. I'm down there. or I'm like, you know, swimming with turtles in Maui or <laughs> I'm like doing crazy shit. So he's got the MTV Cribs lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I've been I'm very conscious of social media because it's provided uh, a lot of benefit. Um, I mean, I've, I've attracted uh, team members, deals, uh, private money lenders. And so, um, you know, I've gone really hard at it in the last three years because I've seen the return on investment um, for the business. And so, yeah, I do a lot of that. What, what's a, maybe if somebody is really wanting to enhance their social media presence to help their business grow, any quick tips that you could maybe share that might shortcut that whole slog or of trying to figure everything out? In that? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. First is like, I think the overall mindset of social media is uh, first you have to kind of step away from the consumer side of things and just like being there and consuming content. Um, I consume very little myself, actually, just people that I follow and I respect and that, you know, I want to be like and also to see what's working out there, you know, what's being, what's getting a lot of views. And so I could potentially do some of that, you know, kind of what's trending. Yeah. Um, and then just having this mindset of like, if you're successful in something or you're putting in work and you are doing stuff, then you should be sharing it because you're kind of sharing the journey. Now, if you're up to nothing and you have nothing going on, then you're not going to have anything to share. But if you're making five offers a week, you're flipping six houses a year, like you're doing something. And that uh, work can resonate with someone or can help someone or can influence someone. I challenge people often to think that if you're successful in something and you're not sharing it, then you're kind of withholding some value from the world. Are you not? And so... I think that and then um, so sharing the journey and then also understanding that there's a certain audience that you're going to maybe be able to best influence. And for me, I figured out that that's tradition uh, based on looking at my numbers and seeing that most of the people that I influence or can relate to the most are kind of some of who I already am. Like yep. I'm Latino. 
Uh, I'm in my, you know, I just turned 41, but like most of the people that are attracted to my, you know, content and what I'm doing is like 20s to 40s, predominantly in Southern California, predominantly Hispanic, predominantly male. So like that's kind of who I'm posting for. And anybody on top of that, well, and that demographic is actually large, you know, it's millions of people in Southern California, not to mention other parts of the country. So um, you don't need to have a million followers. Like you just need quality and then you need to share your journey and then just stop consuming so much and just think yourself more of a producer. So those are a couple. Yeah, I love it. Alex Camacho, hard-hitting stuff, social media guru. Appreciate your time. Yeah, uh, thank hope you. Hope you have a great party tonight. We'll hope, hopefully see you out there, have a drink. Let's get it. All right. All right, we're here with Richard. Helpy Schmieder. <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say help me, uh, help you by pronouncing your name correctly. But uh, so Richard, you're here from Dallas, Dallas Texas. Correct. Awesome, yep. and what, uh, what do you do? Single family rental, short term and long term, all across DFW. Okay, how long have you uh, been in the game? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Started young. Yep. Love it. Uh, okay, so is this your first Bigger Pockets conference? First Bigger Pockets conference. Super pumped to be here. Yeah. What What has been the most value that you have gotten out of this so far? Whether it's networking or events or the speakers. I think it's the unintentional value of everybody we meet has something to offer. We're at home when we go to meetups and when we host a meetup, it's very much we're being, you know, we're teaching people as opposed to being fed. Mm -hmm. So in this environment, we're being fed and it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome energy here. Um, so before we got on the air here, you were about ready to tell me about a funny story uh, that maybe you've gone through or funny story. So uh, got anything in mind you want to tell us about? All right. I'll, I got to tell you the clean, funny story. Okay. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll go with the PG version first. Okay. Yeah. So... We were working on a house in Richardson, me and my business partner, and there was a woman next door. What we like to do is meet all the neighbors because okay. we want them to have good relationships with us. So my business partner, Shane, is going through a season where his wife was pregnant and always stumbling and moving over. And so this woman next door gets out of the car. I introduce myself and Shane sees her kind of stumbling a little bit. The first question he asks before he knows her name, are you pregnant? This woman was not pregnant at all. <laughs> so, Whoops. I know. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's not, not what you want to lead with generally. Yeah. That's right. That relationship ended. So started and ended before we could even get across the finish line. Yeah. But, it's uh, hard to recover from that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I pretty much don't ask a woman if they're pregnant unless they are actually in labor at the moment. I think that's the safest way to go about it. Well, that's a good story, man. So what do you think is going to be uh, your best takeaway from this when you're when we're all wrapped? It's the relationships, the, you know, really managing the relationships that you build here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get a Rolodex, you get, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 contacts, but it's the, the two to five that you keep in touch with that are really going to matter. I agree with that 100%. I'm impressed that you know what a Rolodex is yeah. also. That's kind of my era, so... You look a little young for that, but we'll, look, we'll let it go. We have Sinachi, Joshua, or Josh, whichever, yeah. and Farah yes. coming at you live from Henderson, Nevada, so just outside of Vegas. Do you, how long have you got? Whoa, Brooklyn, New York, yes. Nevada, Florida. What are you guys doing together? We're a melting pot of awesomeness. The melting pot of awesomeness. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh. Uh, okay. Did you guys meet at the Vickerpox conference here? Yes. Yes. Uh, just yesterday? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So how did you guys end up, like, you met yesterday, kind of hit it off. Like, how are you, what, what's, what brought you together, do you think? 
I think just our like personalities were like really down to earth and we just wanted to network, so. Do you have any tips or tricks for people that attend an event like this and they're maybe shy or they don't know how to approach someone? How did you guys break the ice? Maybe a glass of wine first. Yes. Uh, heavily <laughs> Alcohol, drinking yes. Uh, helps. Okay, What's your, what, what do you think about that? I think we were in a group together yesterday. We were at a, well, we were at a table together and then we met in the elevator. So it just, it all worked out. Just like take every opportunity to say hi to somebody. Um, I have to ask you, Farah, uh, how many layers of clothing do you have on right now? About nine. Nine, nine yes. layers of clothing. Yes. Uh, it's, for those of you that don't understand, it's about 67 degrees right now, and she's bundled up like we're in the Arctic. I have so. a hard rule. If it's under 80, it's Arctic. Well, you're in Ruskin, Florida, is yes. where you're based out of. Uh, how did you make out with the uh, hurricane? Are you oh, okay? Yes, thank God we're okay. It turned and, and missed us where I'm at, so I'm super thankful. We just had like minor damage, but so many other people did not fare so well. So now, are you from Florida, like born and raised? Okay, so you I know. wasn't born there, but yeah, gotcha. that's where that's where home is. Okay, I'm gonna work backwards here. So, Farah, do you, what brought you to Bigger Pockets? Why why attend this conference? What what's your uh, what's your jam? Uh, I started listening to Bigger Pockets when I was in college, which was way too long ago but um, listening to Brandon and read his book and just started to be interested. It wasn't until a few years ago that I finally bought my first place and second place and nice. here I am. Uh, so what type of investing do you do? Uh, I have a short-term rental and a mid-term rental and now I'm trying to get into multifamily. Awesome, okay. Joshua, Josh, what, what's your jam? Uh, I do long-term investing. Okay. Uh, right now, I have a single family in Florida, actually. Okay. Port St. Lucie, so not too far from where she is. Port St. Lucie, all right. Yeah. Um, I want to do long-term investing, two to four family in New York, and then eventually parlay the cash flow from there into doing larger deals outside of New York. Now, you don't live in Florida, but you invest there. I was actually born in Miami, Florida. Okay. And I was raised in Brooklyn. So you have some roots there, yeah. moved to New York, and you live there now, is that right? And you you invest back in Florida. So how do you go about finding deals there and trusted uh, people to help you out with what, whatever you need on your property, property management and all that? Uh, word of mouth referrals. Um, okay. I was lucky enough to know people who moved down to Florida and actually have a property manager down there that they trust. So I kind of use her. So that was uh, that was lucky, very fortuitous for me. Uh, have you? What would be? What would you say has been your biggest challenge since you started as a new real estate investor? Capital. Yeah. Capital okay. for sure, especially in uh, NYC. That market is ridiculous, if, as anyone can understand. So yeah, that was, that's definitely a challenge. What is the next purchase for you going to be? A two to four family in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yes. Oh. What will that cost? Ideally, my criteria is anything under a million. So between seven hundred and nine hundred thousand, and you could find that. Do you think? Yeah, well, it it needs work. So okay. that's what I'm looking for. I, I love to create equity for appreciation, and I'm a really big fan of the bird method. That's what got me into bigger pockets. When you're buying a two to four unit property in Brooklyn, New York, are you doing it through? Like, what is your method for financing it? How do you go about getting a loan that's going to take that deal down? Uh, I want to do hard money for the first year. Okay. And then I kind of want to go into long-term traditional debt. So you take down the deal with hard money and then refinance out of that hard money note after about a year to get better financing terms on it. Yes. And hopefully you're buying it undervalued 
so that you can uh, not have to put much money into the deal. Is that about right? Yeah. Ah, awesome. Okay. What Sinachi is your uh, portfolio or what, what is your type of investing that you do? Why are you here at Bigger Pockets? Uh, long-term buy and holds. Uh, I ideally want to do more like burrs. So I want to wholesale actually a lot more to get raise the capital to be able to do burrs. Okay. And you are in Henderson, Nevada, so you're in a suburb of Las Vegas. What's the market there like right now? It has gone up, obviously, the past two years, but it's kind of stabilizing now. Um, but it's, you know, been been getting a lot of, like, movement in that area because the Raiders are there. Um, just, I guess, a lot of people from California are moving in. Yep. So there's just been, like, an influx of people coming to that area. So I think it's a really great area. It's one of, the, like, the safest um, neighborhoods in the U.S. It's ranked number two, I believe. So, yeah, so it's a really great area to be in. Awesome. Yeah. So looking at the current market we're in with interest rates skyrocketing in the last, you know, eight months, 10 months, how has that affected or has it affected any of your approaches to looking for deals potentially? It hasn't. It actually has made me like want to get even more deals because I'm, I'm wholesaling now. So it's not really affecting me because I'm selling contracts to, to buyers. Do you think in the, in the market we're in now, have sellers finally accepted that they're not going to get multiple offers over asking price? How has the market adjusted to where we're at currently with rates? Have they uh, been more realistic? Prices are dropping? Yes. Is that kind of happening right now? It is in my market, yes. Okay. Josh, what about you? In New York, has uh, have you noticed anything changing as far as uh, the market and what pricing has done? When it comes to uh, buying and selling, prices have dropped. Yep. But kind of funny, uh, rentals have increased because the the medium, uh, the average rent in Manhattan is five thousand dollars, which interesting. is pretty interesting for the whole country. Five grand a month—that is, like, and you're probably not getting a huge place with five thousand dollars a month. No, but you're getting a lot of amenities, though. Just so you know, if you move to Omaha, Nebraska, and you had five grand a month as a budget, you could be a baller, like immediately upon entering the state. Am I, I lying, guys? <laughs> yes. I yeah, like you could get a lakefront two million dollar house probably, and uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, so Farah, what about you? In your market, how was uh, how have interest rates affected uh, the you know general activity? Yeah, for me personally, it's just had to make me rethink like my strategy what I'm going to do uh, for my other two properties they're conventional VA loans like super simple and now trying to think like if I'm in a burr um, is that such a good idea for me or not does it make sense with the numbers with the higher interest rates so it's just kind of making me relook for all my numbers and figure out what I need to do so constant reassessment of your business model based yeah. on the market conditions that are presenting themselves I love it exactly. listen this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for stopping by Thank for a you. little quick uh, interview. Yeah, Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yep. you guys Thank you have so an much. awesome night. Nice meeting you. Welcome to BPCon. Russell Brazil, good to see you, man. Thanks. I see you all the time on Instagram, and uh, I like your stuff that you put out. So you're based out of the D.C. area, is that right? Yep. So I'm in the D.C. metro area. I've been there for 16 years now. Yeah, tell us about what you do there. Yeah, so I, I work primarily in real estate sales with other investors, and then I own and manage a rental portfolio of my own um, and do a little flipping here and there as well. Gotcha. And now I, we were talking before uh, this aired that you know a fair amount about inbound lead generation yeah. through uh, marketing. So I specialize in inbound marketing techniques, um, 
in we're here at the Bigger Pockets conference, one of those techniques I specifically use is leveraging their website and their organic SEO to create inbound leads for my business. So by being really involved with their website and getting my name there, it creates inbound leads to my business. And that's just one of the major techniques I use. So you have good investor clients and you kind of organize an affiliate marketing technique to be able to capture agent yeah. business for you. So what that's happens so is smart. people Google things, where should I invest in Washington, D.C.? And they inevitably find a bigger pockets link on something that I've posted on there talking about the subject. And then they come to me because I'm the expert in that subject. And an inbound uh, marketing lead tends to converted about a 25% rate, which compared to the industry standard of 2%, they're about 10 times more effective. Yeah, so how, uh, how have you leveraged that technique into growing your own portfolio, and what does that look like for you? Are you a uh, single family, multifamily, some of each? Yep, so I invest primarily in single family homes because that's what's readily available in my market. We don't have much um, multifamily, but I just continue to grow my portfolio year, and year after year and use you know, all kinds of things, Instagram, bigger pockets, Facebook, to sort of grow my brand and make it easier to do business. How do you stay on top of uh, like social media trends and techniques that are gonna keep you relevant or stay in the game? Do you have somebody that you delegate those tasks to or no, do you I do, do a lot of that yourself? I do the opposite actually. What, what I've found is when I've outsourced social media, people do not respond to it. Interesting. When I do it all myself organically, I get much better response rates because people aren't looking for, um, a marketing piece, which right, when you outsource it, that's what they're doing, they're creating marketing pieces. When you're just putting your organic life and investing online, um, that's what people respond to. They respond to what's real and not created. Awesome, what are you looking for in your business right now or what are you excited about over the next, you know, say year, year, year or two? Yeah, so I'm excited about the fact that the market's slowing down because now I can get some better deals, right? <laughs> so we've all felt over the last couple of years of being screwed with every property we yeah. buy. Now I can feel good about a few of them uh, once again. Have you noticed much, uh, how, how has the interest rate environment affected the uh, rent, real estate market, specifically for investors in DC? Yeah, so what I'm seeing is a lot of the financed investors are disappearing and the, the cash investors are coming out in hordes. Interesting. Uh, so those cash guys were on the side a lot the last couple of years, um, but now they're, they're out and about. Waiting to pounce. Yeah, yeah I love it. Russell Brazil, Thanks. pleasure. Thank you for Thanks stopping for, by. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate you. All right. All right, we'll see you around. So we've had a lot of fun here, like the last, what, 36 hours? <laughs> There's been a lot going on. Yes. Yeah. And uh, in this special edition, Owen really takes the reins on the interviews, uh, mainly because he's amazing, but secondary because we only have so many wireless mics that we can work out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah let's, yeah. let's go with me being amazing. Let's so, back up to that. We've done like six or seven interviews already. Yeah. And what's your take on these interviews so far? Oh, man, they're a lot of fun. I, well, it's funny because like if we were in real life and not like a bunch of real estate investors... Uh, people would probably be like super shy. camera shy and like, no way I'm doing that. But like everybody we've asked has been like, oh yeah, I'll do a five minute short. So that's been awesome. And it's been really cool to hear everybody's story because everybody has a different one. They invest in different things. They're in different phases of their career. Different cities. Different cities, different, yeah. Ge geography has been different on everything. I mean, literally just an interview with three people from every area. Like it was like literally, what, Brooklyn, or Florida. New York, Florida, and, and Nevada. Yeah, <laughs> so all across the country. Yeah, it's been awesome. And we've had such uh, like amazing people that we've met and just talked to during random moments, like lunches and whatever. You're just, you happen to be like, oh yeah, what do you do? And then all of a sudden you're talking to somebody that's got like 
a thousand doors and they're like, you know, a bajillionaire. And it's just like, they, you would never know that because they're approachable and cool and they want to talk about real estate. That's what I love about this. So every time I go to any type of conference, I try to have like that one thing I focus on. Mm -hmm. And so when we did BPCon last year, my main focus really, and I, I would like to say our main focus on mm -hmm. that one, was definitely doing um, podcasting. Like we want to learn about the podcast. And so we approached David Green, we approached Brandon Turner, and then we approached Kevin, you're yeah. right. And we got advice on how to make the podcast better. Yeah, and that was that was a really pivotal uh, event, I would say, for us because we were just getting our legs under us with the podcast, and we did you know a small handful of recordings, and then look now we've got sixty that we've done, and this has been cool because we've learned uh, a lot of you know tips and tricks from people that have been successful in the content creation business, which we didn't really have that background before. This has been awesome for, for this one though. I I personally was I feel like you know we are on the right path of the podcast. And one of my goals was to find as many people as I could, and I think all of us, for, for the podcast for future episodes, right? Sure, yeah. And, and, and these little shorts that you're going to hear today are, are future people that we're going to have on the podcast that have you know, our, our future two-hour previews, as we normally <laughs> do. Uh, but we tra we're trapping them. This is, a, this is a long play on like, getting people engaged for three hours at a time. So My, my other main focus on this uh, coming here was to really focus on the short-term rentals. Yeah. And How's I, that going? Have, have you gotten something out of the, the I haven't episodes? Got, I haven't got what I needed yet. Okay. You know, and, and, but I'm hoping tomorrow is going to be the day that I really kind of put a focus on that. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things where there's so many breakout sessions and so many presentations that it's like drinking from a fire hose. So you have to really kind of pick the things that are applicable to what you want to do to grow your business and topical information. But then beyond that, because there's only so much time speakers have to, they have like 45 minutes or an hour and you get talking and you don't get really into the nitty gritty about things. But I think the, the people that are attending those sessions, then you can see who they are and then meet those people and talk in more detail and get your questions answered too. So it's a good, I mean, there's, I get what you're saying. And, it, and it's like, yeah, you, you go to these, but I think the real, the meat of this is the networking that you do afterwards. There's one session so far that we all attended, mm -hmm. uh, all three of us, Demless, you and I, and it was with Pace Morby in a panel. But truly, truly, I mean, I really wish Pace Morby was the featured, like one of the featured speakers. He's, he's a natural, Amazing. you can tell, yeah, like he just commands the, the stage and the room and he just does a really good job about commanding the whole, you know, presentation and, and all the people there. I think, I think one of the biggest fails they had was not just giving him his own room. Yeah, he well, he's pushing for uh, doing uh, an entire day of creative financing, yeah. which would be amazing because he put out such good content. Like he's a stud. I, so I, I really, we really have to get him on. I would so. love to have him on. And uh, but anyway, so Pace is. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Pace. I've been. I, I just love the content he's putting out there. I like. And, you know what I like about him? Sorry to interrupt you, but he. Uh, he's he is so uh, just real. He's a real dude, and like he simplifies things in a way where he likes explaining complicated concepts in a way that everybody can understand. And I think that's a really good takeaway out of that. You can see how he's describing complicated subject to financing and like creative deals that he's put together in a way that like you would get it even if you had no idea what real estate was all about. Right? That's what I like about him. He's a very, he's a simplifier. There's that guy that came in with had that question, and, he, and he's like, he's like, yeah, obviously you didn't uh, have a good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fire he's, your lawyer. You he's kind of screwed real up. Real. Like right off the bat, he's like, yeah, you did that wrong. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I, so. I I love that about him. Where he's just kind of like just like put it all on the table. I don't give two yeah. shits. Yeah, it was a that was that was a really good one. That was probably one of the best ones that I've seen so far. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Uh, I'm looking forward to more networking, man. Like, I can't wait to keep doing. I, hopefully, we get to do more of these shorts and interview some of the uh, the investors that are kind of like wandering around from different areas, learn more about them. I want to learn more about uh, syndicating and being good at that at doing that because I'm in the middle of one right now. Potentially meeting some people that might have some, uh, you know, interest in being a limited partner in a syndication deal. That's what I'm looking for. But I want to learn more, uh, like tactical process improvement stuff that I might be able to apply to my business. But I want to also, I just want to meet some kick-ass people. That's yeah. what I want to do. I, I'm completely and utterly stoked to do our interview with Megan Ayer and Brandon oh, Turner man. tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, so long awaited for us. Uh, we've got an interview scheduled at 8 a.m. tomorrow with Brandon Turner, the man. I am addressing literally as, I, I truly think that he is going to be the great Cardone of our generation going up. You know, you know great Cardone's kind of like the, the generation ahead of us. I would venture to say he's surpassed him. That's my, that, that would be what I would say. He's probably more recognizable than Grant Cardone overall. That's I don't my think he's more recognizable, but I think that he's. Uh, I, I think that uh, he will be more recognizable in the future. Okay. Well, we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Shout out to Dennis too. He's lugging around all of his camera gear and making us look pretty uh, in our in our podcast here. So uh, appreciate all the love there. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time or watching this for the first time, and you are because if you're watching it, it is the first time. <laughs> Leave us a review, damn it. We need some more Apple iTunes reviews. Uh, five stars would be uh, the only thing we accept, actually. We'll just reject it otherwise. But give us a written <laughs> review, and we'll read it on uh, the next episode that we have. So, uh, well, we, one of the next episodes, because we have so them. many reviews yeah. coming in that we have to space them out. We can't keep up with it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace out from VPCon 2022. Whoa, whoa.